begin to speak in the language of the spirit begin to speak in the language of the spirit Radosh Kadaski Banda Gadabadosh Zedebe 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 Rakadamanagadaba Rakandosh Kadabanagadabanadosh Kapa Rapanda Gadabanadabaski Panda Banabanaba Rapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapap
Fresh with conference up 2023 is finally beginning. The anniversary conference up 2023 is finally beginning and it has begun. We have been waiting for this for months now. We have been waiting for this for months now. Oh, I am so excited about it. I don't know about you, but I, I am so excited. I am so excited. Somebody declare now let the gate be opened up. Now let the gate be opened up. Let the gate be opened up. Let the north gate be opened up. Let the southern gate be opened up. Let the northern gate be opened up. Let the eastern gate be opened up. Let the western gate be opened up. Let the people troop in. Let the people troop in. Let the people troop in. The gates are now open. The gates are now open. The anniversary conference has begun. The gates are open. The gates are open. The gates are open. The gates are open. The gates are open to encounters. The encounters of God. The gates are open to the miracles of God. The gates are open to the healings of God. The gates are open to the word of God. The gates are open up to signs and wonders in Paragato and the gates are open up to the souls up to the souls up to the souls up of the earth in the mighty name of Jesus declare the gates are open up declare the gates are open up declare the gates are open up Somebody pray, 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 if you can scream, scream. If you can shout, shout. If you can declare, declare. If you can shout. If you can shout. If you can. The gates are open. The gates are open. The gates are open. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, my God. 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 Can you hear the sound? Can you hear the sound? Can you hear the sound? The angels are moving. The angels are moving. The I hear the angels are rejoicing. The angels are here. The angels are here. The angels are I hear the sound of the trumpet. I hear the sound of the trumpet. I hear the sound. 
the sound of a trumpet. La tupane, lopani bata. Yede bosu, yede bosu, yede bosu. Rokodo bodo bosu. Ipapa pa 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 pa. Nikonde bere dosh, rapande bere dosh. Rengede baham, itabala baham, iabala baham. I hear the sound of the trumpets of the angels. The angels are sounding. The angels are sounding. The angels are. Somebody declare glory, somebody shout glory, somebody shout glory, somebody shout glory, somebody shout as you shout, I see breast cancer leaving her. As you shout, I see sicknesses leaving her. As you shout, I see demons leaving her. As you shout, I see chains breaking her. As you shout, I see snares breaking her. As you shout, I see embargoes being lifted up. As you shout, as you shout, as you shout, as you shout, at letter her. I see people traveling up. I see planes moving up. I see people in the sky. I see people rising up. I see money coming up. The money is coming up. The money is coming up. I see ministries moving up. I see healings happening up. Shout Jesus three times. The service has begun. Once the gates are opened, we are moving. Hallelujah. <laughs> If this is your first time listening to us, you are welcome to our anniversary conference 2023, the first day of the event. Only 20 minutes into the anniversary conference and I see testimonies. Boldly written, I see testimonies. Only 20 minutes into the anniversary conference and I see testimonies. I am a only 20 minutes into the anniversary conference and i see testimonies 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 malaka toskiva rapapadoski santa letoska praliskata my god my god my god my god atoska falatosha rapadoski santa paladosha rapade badagada baladosh i just saw apostle jonathan enter the house it's a, it's a great honor to have such a man in our midst. 
Osofu, it's an honor to have you here tonight. Thank you very much. God bless you so much for being here. Tomorrow, oh, there is no better way to describe the conference than to speak in tongues and allow the spirit of God to move. My God, my God, my God, my God, yes, 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 to pave the way for our speakers. I have only one assignment tonight. To pave way for our speakers. <laughs> I said the gates are open. Let the people troop in. The gates are open. You know, in our anniversary conferences, we never do the usual. No. We didn't wait one whole year to do the same thing we have been doing. Do you understand? So during the anniversary conference, every time I preach a particular message that is not common, Last year, I preached about festivals and how this anniversary conference is also a festival. And it was mind-blowing. God moved. God spoke to his people. Tonight, I want to speak about the history of the church. <laughs> the history of the church. I don't know if you saw the theme for the anniversary conference. The theme is the same old church. The church we have now is the same old church. So I want to speak to you about the history of the church of God. Rejoice and I hear the sound of rejoice and I hear the sound of rejoice and I hear I hear I hear I hear the sound of rejoice and I hear Atalibata Rapalibata Ikoparagata Yes my God Ropalibata Katapa Rododododos Mali Parados Ifra Ifra Iparados Kipa Atoska Teskupa Ropolobatoskipa Rapelle, 
relevant for us to study the history of the church why are we wasting our time looking backward when we can just look forward is it necessary to look at the history of the church <laughs> studying the history of the church can be beneficial and valuable for several reasons number one to understand the context the history of an organization or the history of the church provides important context for understanding its origins development and purpose Studying the history of the church allows you to grasp the motivations, challenges, and successes that have shaped the church's identity and mission. That is the first reason to understand the context. Do we have our notebooks here? Do we have our notebooks here? Please rush and get your notebook and pen now. We are going to learn a lot. We are going to learn a lot. The second reason why we need to study the history of the church is for us to learn from past mistakes and successes. The things they did wrong in the days of old, we will never be able to learn from them if we cannot or are not willing to go back and learn from the history. How would you know the mistakes they did in the past if you are not or if you are not learning about the history or the past? It is important to learn the history of the church so that it will guide our decision making. If you do not really understand the history of the church, the decision you make concerning which church you will join and which church you are supposed to serve in, it will not be beneficial for you. Understanding the church's history equips leaders and decision makers with a broader perspective to make informed choices. Should I be a Methodist? Should I be a Catholic? Should I be a charismatic? These decisions are only effective if you truly understand the church 
and the history of the church. Follow carefully. These are not messages that you hear on a daily basis. So please pay attention to this. <laughs> Number four, we need to study the history of the church so that it will inspire innovation and creativity. We need to learn the history so that we can learn to be creative and innovative. How do we know that we are improving on something if we do not know the previous edition? How do we know that I am updating my app if I do not even have, have the app in the first place? How do I know that what I am doing is an improvement if I do not even know about the previous editions? Follow carefully. So number one, to understand the context, that is why we need to study the history of the church. Number two, to learn from past mistakes and successes. Number three, to guide our decision making, which church we are supposed to serve in and which acts we are supposed to continue with. Number four is to inspire innovation and creativity. We need to be creative. The background you are seeing in this or on this platform is 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 as as a, as a result of creativity. There are default themes or backgrounds that we can use, but I am using this particular one. Why? Because I am being creative. This service that we are having, you can hear a background song, how and why, because number one, we are paying for it, that is the how, why, so that it will not be like the usual platforms, innovativeness and creativity. Follow carefully number five to strengthen relationships and collaboration collaboration this is why we need to study the history of the church to strengthen relationships and collaboration knowledge of the church's history can enhance relationships and collaboration among members pastors and and the and the and the, and the different parts of the body of, of christ why do we call each other christian brother christian sister because we know that we are coming from the same background same background hence it promotes or strengthens our relationships and collaboration apostle jonathan will be speaking tomorrow and that is because we are collaborating he is a pastor of his own church. How come I am putting him on a different platform? It is as a result of collaboration. <laughs> this morning I was speaking on Clubhouse for a, a, a pastor friend. I have my ministry, he has his. How come he is putting me on board to speak for him? That is to strengthen collaboration because we understand we are all coming from the same background. How come there is not a Muslim that is on the anniversary conference because we are not from the same background? 
there is a need for the church to understand the history of the church follow carefully so the history of the christian church is often divided into different eras or periods based on significant events theological development and cultural influences while different sources may present slightly different categorizations here is what i have put together that for the benefit or for the sake of the anniversary conference it will be a benefit or the, the skeletal system or the foundation for what I want to teach tonight. <laughs> help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Begin to speak in the language of the Spirit for the next 30 seconds. Leto Paraga Vra Lefaradoski Shata Papa 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 Hear me. Hear me. The, I, I said the history of the Christian church is divided into different eras or periods. So pay attention. The first era that I want to deal with is called the apostolic era. You are going to learn tonight. You are going to learn tonight. Number one, the apostolic era. Somebody say the apostolic era. The apostolic era of the church refers to the time immediately following the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ when the apostles played a central role in spreading the teachings of Jesus and establishing the early Christian communities. <laughs> the apostolic era. Tonight is a history class. But the difference between this history, this history class, and the others you are used to, is the Holy Ghost. As for this history class, the Holy Ghost is part. Ooh. Just breathe in the presence. Just breathe in the presence. Ooh. Holy Ghost Holy Ghost Holy Ghost Holy Ghost Holy Ghost Madaba Baba 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 just breathe in the presence. Just breathe in the presence. Liparadoski sha. Come on, come on. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost, if you continue like this. 
closing will be a problem. <laughs> the apostolic era of the church refers to the time immediately following the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is a particular era that many of you already know of. The apostolic era is started on the day of Pentecost, according to Acts chapter 2, the verse number 1. Lucas, the Bible said, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting verse 3 and then there appeared unto them divide their tongues as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance even as I am speaking now let it be an explosion of the Holy Ghost. Let it be an explosion of the Holy Ghost in a house tonight. They will begin to speak. They will begin to speak. They will begin to speak. You can't control yourself. You can't control yourself. Yes, my God. Yes, my God. Yes, my God. Yes, my God. This was the announcement of the church. This was the announcement of the church. The people broke in tongues. They couldn't control themselves. Controllable tongues. That is what is happening right now. Even right now, somebody is speaking in tongues, they just can't control themselves. They just can't control themselves. They just can't control themselves. Right now, somebody is just... Now listen to this, listen to this. So the first thing that happened was the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down and the next thing that happened in the apostolic era on the same day, according to Acts chapter 2 verse 17, the Bible said Peter preached. That was Peter's first sermon after the coming of the Holy Ghost and in the last days God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters, they will prophesy. Your young men, they will see visions. Your old men, they will dream dreams. In case you are wondering, I am not preaching. This is Peter's message that I am just re-echoing. In verse 18, in those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike. And they will prophesy. Verse 19, and I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below I declare upon your life that even as I am preaching the message of Peter may the Lord cause wonders in the heavens above and may the Lord cause signs on the earth below in the mighty name of Jesus Christ blood and fire 
and pillars of smoke verse 20 the sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord arrives but everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved I declare upon your life as you are calling upon the name of the Lord may the Lord save you as you are calling upon the name of the Lord may the Lord save you this is the history of the church this is not a new message this is history but I declare I declare there will be the same old church in the house tonight there will be the same old church ah, in the house tonight. Atupalegato, Ropopo, 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 Asulegato, Yes, 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 the, 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 the blind shall see him. I told him the chains of the bow will break up, will break up, will break up. I told him Shout Jesus three times. I have not preached, you know. This is Peter's message. I haven't even started my message yet. Peter's message immediately after Peter's message the first Christian community was created for one the Bible said those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day that day that day, that day about 3,000 in all People are saying the power is not in the church anymore. And that is how come even after the men of God preach, we don't have numbers like 3,000 people joining. Do not forget this was the first time. There were no other movements like this. It was the very first time. First time is always dangerous. First time is always different. These days we have millions of men of God who are still preaching with that same power. How do you expect 3,000 people to join on that same day for you to see that God is with them? No. This is history. <laughs> this is history. You do not need to see 3,000 people joining our platform before you can tell that God is here. No. It happened in their time because it was the first time. these days there are other great men of god who are all as anointed as peter and they are all preaching this message every day so together we are doing greater impact instead of the focus to be on peter as it was in the days of old in our time the focus is on us it is not on me but it is on us it is not on you but it is on us and that is why it is not about what i do it is about what we do the church the church is changing and the church has changed the era has changed it is not about peter and the 12 anymore 
it is about all of us all of us verse 42 and all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship so they firstly devoted themselves to the apostles teaching people are wondering man of god what do i have to do if i am a son or a daughter of this house the first thing you have to do this is the summary of all spiritual fatherhood is about the first thing you need to do is to dedicate yourself devote yourself to the teachings of the house to, to the teachings of the man of god and all the believers not some but all not some but all not some but all emphasis is on all they devoted themselves to the apostles teachings you must devote yourself to the teachings of your man of god if you are truly a son or a daughter or a follower or a disciple number two they devoted themselves to fellowship why because it is not in every gathering that we preach sometimes it is all about worship just two weeks ago we had a program called prayer life stands in worship the bible said they devoted themselves to fellowship sometimes you must stand with the brethren and all fellowship together fellowship 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 so that when you come and the man of god is not there or the man of god is not preaching that day it doesn't mean you have to leave no fellowship is equally important so the first thing is the teaching of the man of god the second thing is fellowship the third thing is sharing sharing you must learn to share you must learn to share sharing sharing you must learn to share when we ask you to share the flyer you must share when we ask you to share the link you must share when we ask you to share the messages you must share reverend peter is in the house reverend peter is in the house thank you very much sir. god bless you so much do you understand you must devote yourself to sharing can you devote yourself to sharing if you can then share the link now share the link now please share the link now they devoted themselves to the apostles teachings to the fellowship with the brethren and to sharing you must dedicate yourself to these things thank you thank you thank you Thank you. And the last thing they devoted themselves to was to prayer. So prayer is even the last thing on the list. So all of you who only rush to Alpha Hour because you want to pray and that is all. You don't want to fellowship. You don't want to listen to the apostles' teaching. You are joking.
there is a particular order of event number one dedicating yourself or devoting yourself to the man of god's teaching number two devoting yourself to the fellowship with the brethren number three sharing in whatever you have sharing in whatever you have whether it is the link whether it is your money whether it is whatever thing you have been blessed with learn to share and the last thing is prayer Verse 43, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miracles, signs, and wonders. People are wondering why these days we are not seeing signs and wonders anymore. Is it my fault? The Bible said it is because the people devoted themselves to the men of God's teaching, to the men of God's, sorry, to the, uh, to the fellowship with the brethren, number three, in sharing, and number four, to prayer. And it was after that that a deep sense of awe came over them. And it was after that that the apostles were able to perform many, many, miraculous signs and wonders so the reason we are not seeing signs and wonders like we used to see is because you under the sound of my voice are not dedicating yourself to my teachings or to our teachings or you are not fellowshipping with the brethren and you are not sharing with the little or in the little you have and you are not devoted to prayer how do you expect miracles signs and wonders to happen do you think we are magicians? The apostolic era of the church. And this is just the beginning. The Bible said they worship together at the temple each day. They were meeting every day. At least some of us, we only meet three times. But I know very soon we will all meet every day. Every day we will have service. I have people advising me, man of God, you have too many services, you must start canceling them. You don't understand the history of the church and you are coming to advise me. Do you understand the ways of the spirit? We ought to be in the presence of the Lord continually and the Bible was specific and the Bible said each day, each day, each day, daily. Oh, I join Monday, so Tuesday is okay. Oh, I join Wednesday, so Friday is okay. Oh, I join Sunday, so you are not serious. Your life will not change until you understand some of these things. Because of time, let me move on. And they, 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 they go to the next part. When the church started in the apostolic era, they go to the part where persecution and martyrdom started and the bible said in acts chapter 12 verse 1 about that time king herod agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church about that time king herod agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church not all the believers but some not all the believers but some not all the believers be careful if you are not careful you will be part of the sum if you are not vigilant if you are not prayerful if you are not consistent if you are not loyal if you are not committed you can't be part of the sum we can never take away persecution from the church it is part of the church what don't they say to us especially those of us who have our central ministry being online they insult us like something 
I'm telling you, if you do not know, those of us who usually do online ministries, they use one, one guy joined our service on Facebook. The very first day he joined, he came to insult me, really insulted me. Fools, you don't have anything better to do. Praying to a stick. That was what he said. And later I checked and I found out that the person is an old mate from high school. An old mate from high school. Persecution can never be separated from the church. It is part of it. If you are willing to be part of the church, you must be willing to stand firm against persecution. And when people are insulting men of God collectively as the church, you must draw back when you hear men of God or you hear about men of God and they are insulting them. You being a committed Christian, you also join in and insult along. What is wrong with you? I know that some men of God are messing messing around, but not all men of God are messing around. There are other true men of God. There are other real men of God. In fact, those who are real are really real. Please, never go and stand anywhere and insult any man of God. And then, they got to Paul's conversion. It was the conversion of Paul that brought the ministry of the Gentiles. So Paul's conversion and all the work he did all the years later or the years after was the end of the apostolic era. When these men of God all died, when the apostles died, it was the end of the apostolic era. See Peter, that same Peter who preached in a day and 3,000 people will be saved. They killed him. James, John, all the 12 apostles, they killed all of them. And, and Paul himself died. He died. It doesn't matter how strong you are in this work. There will be a time that you will die. Those who didn't die, check their number. What is the number of people or men of God who didn't die in the Bible? Whether you are strong or not, you will die. But you must make sure you die well. You must make sure that there is something to say about your death. Peter got to a point where he said, The Lord has revealed to me that I will surely die. Such glory that God can come down himself and inform a man that Peter, this is when you will die. And this you would die of such glory they died in glory they died in grace they died in power they died as good servants i prophesy upon your life that you will not just live and die anyhow you will not just live and die anyhow but you will die in a way that is in the will of god you will die in the way that glorifies god you will die in the way that even god will be proud about the bible said moses died and God had to send an angel to come and fight over the cause 
of Moses, such glory, such glory. I tell him, I take a toe. I told him, I came to tell you, this is the same old church. I came to tell you, this is the same old church. And whatever Peter did, we are destined to do better. Whatever the apostles did, we are destined to do better. Whatever these shepherds did, we are destined to do better. Say to yourself, we will do better. Say to yourself, we will do better. Say to yourself, we will do better. Yes, 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 yes. My God, my God, my God. Yes. Please share the link. Put it on your statuses, in your groups, on your platforms, on your social media. Share the link. Share the link. So after all the apostles were dead and gone, the apostolic era span from 30 AD to 100 AD. Hundred years after the death of, of Jesus, they were all dead and gone. They were all dead and gone. And that was the end of the apostolic era. Each there are people that their death determines the end of an era. This is why I always tell people I know I will not die anyhow and I cannot die until I have fulfilled my purpose. There are men in the Bible that their death was the end of an era. That one day they will say it was when Vincent Jamatin died that this thing changed from here to there. Hey! All the apostles died by 100 AD. That was about 70 years after Jesus ascended into heaven. 70 years after Jesus ascended into heaven, the apostolic era was over. And we shifted into a different era called the patristic era. The patristic era. If you are writing P a t r i s t i c the patristic era, era so the apostolic era spanned from 30 a.d to 100 a.d the patristic era took over from 100 a.d and ended at 590 a.d 100 a.d to 590 a.d the patristic era of the church which spans from 100 AD to 590 AD is characterized by the writings and the teachings of the church fathers influential theologians and leaders of the early church these men studied these men they studied they were they were not any strange people they were learned they were just learning you see don't forget that in the apostolic era the bible said the people dedicated themselves to the teachings of the apostles so the very moment that era ended there were people who were deep into it and those were the people that we started calling theologians can i blow your mind tonight sure. 
you see peter is not considered a theologian paul is not considered a theologian how come none of these apostles are considered theologians but the people who studied their work were considered theologians sometimes you can gain a title just by studying from a man just by studying from a man learning well from a man i might not be a scholar but if you can learn well from me you can be one of the greatest scholars the earth have ever seen peter was not a theologian luke was not a theologian none of the writers james none of them john none of them jude none of them were theologians but the people who dedicated themselves to the studying of their message to the studying of their text to the studying of their books they were considered theologians so automatically these people became leaders <sighs> can i preach something you haven't heard before so they became church fathers because they have learnt every part of the word they became church fathers influential theologians leaders of the early church sometimes you only become a leader just by your knowledge you think i am a leader because i do signs and wonders you think i am a leader just because the lord uses me to do strange things i know i am a leader because i have dedicated myself to learning from those who came before me if you want to be a leader you must only learn you must learn and dedicate yourself to learning i can learn and learn and learn in the morning i'm learning in the afternoon i'm learning in the evening i'm learning in the evening even after i wait for my wife to sleep i will hide and run back to the hall and come and learn i want to be a leader i want to be a leader I woke up 3 a.m. today. I have been learning until it was about it was about 8 in the morning. I want to be a leader. Being a leader is not just imparted by the laying on of hands. No, you must learn. Frimpoma, you must learn. Sewa, you must learn. Josephine, you must learn. What are you learning? so wherever we go by the grace of god people want you to lead why because they see that you are knowledgeable you must learn learning is not an option it is a must so the bible said these theologians they became church fathers and while the church fathers did not contribute directly to the canyon of scripture they played a significant role in shaping the christian doctrine and addressing various theological challenges you see the confusion you have these leaders are able to address them hey. it encompasses the development of christian doctrine whilst everybody is expecting to hear about faith expecting to hear about prophetic expecting to hear all of these messages see what i am preaching how will i be able to preach this if i haven't dedicated myself to studying and these were the same scholars who formed the nicene creed those of you in in, in our orthodox churches Methodist, Presby, Catholic, you have heard about the Nicene Creed. 
unless you didn't take your your church seriously who has heard about the nicene creed before the nicene creed this is the nicene creed i believe in one god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible and in all and, and and in one lord jesus christ the only begotten son of god begotten of the father before all worlds god of god light of light very god of very god begotten not made being of one substance with the father by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate he suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of the Father and he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end and I believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord and giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified who spoke by the prophets and I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins and I look for resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Nicene Creed. Do you remember now? This is the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed. These were scholars. These were legends according to the scriptures and the texts. So, their era span from 100 AD to 590 AD, the patristic era. <laughs> God. And they also died and they were buried. And their era changed. It is only a great man's death that can cause an era to change. Hey. And by the death of all the theologians, power changed hands. And we moved into the third era called the medieval era. Medieval era. M-E-D-I-E-V-A-L era. Are you writing? Are you writing these things down? There is a reason we are studying the history of the church. Because I want you to understand why we are online now. And my message is, is too long. I know it will not fit in one service. So I'll have to do part two again. So tonight, I will only give you part one. But now I am speaking on the medieval era, which spanned from 590 to 15 or 1517 AD. 590 AD to 1517 AD. And many of you are going to be shocked here what I have to say. 
the things that started happening in the church after the death of the theologians. The medieval era of the church, also known as the Middle Ages, spanned from 590 AD to 1517 AD. This period was marked by significant religious, social, and cultural developments within Christianity. This is where they started, they started adopting things from society, things from cultural practices into the church. It includes the dominance of the Catholic Church in Europe, the rise of monasticism, the Crusades, and the schism or the split between the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholic Church in 1054. Hold on, I'll go deep into all this. I'm not just reading things. No, I'll go deep into all this. So hold your fire. And I have a lot of things to share with you, especially those of you who are here who are Catholics. How many Catholics do we have here? Can I see you by hand? How many Catholics do we have here? I see Gloria. Is she the only one? Is she the only one? Listen to this. This era was dominated by the Catholic Church. So the first thing the Catholic Church did was to introduce what they call sacrament. Here are some aspects of the medieval era of the church with some shocking truths that the Lord opened my eyes to see. Sacrament. A sacrament, a sacrament is a religious ceremony or ritual regarded as imparting divine grace, such as baptism, the Eucharist. Those of you who do not know the Eucharist, the Eucharist is simply the Holy Communion. And in the Catholic, Roman Catholic, and many Orthodox churches, penance. Those of you who do not know what penance is, penance is when people inflict pain because they sin they beat them their own selves because they sin that is penance that they started preaching a message that when you sin you must beat the sin out of you penance so those days they didn't rely on the sacrifice of jesus anymore they'll be they'll be shipping themselves if you have seen it in movies before they used to do it in the medieval era i don't think gloria does that if she does that, I can buy now on a chin in her attitude. salu pa 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 pa. And the anointing of the sick. Now, this is what the Lord told me. The Lord told me that the domination or the dominance of the Catholic Church introduced or emphasized symbolism in the church. Now, because of the dominance of the Catholic Church, they started putting emphasis on symbols, emphasis on symbols. They didn't care about the, the, the actual thing or the spiritual significance of, of why we did some things, but they placed emphasis on, on the actual act, the symbol, symbolism. 
so they are so keen about the eucharist the holy communion which is which is a symbol that i have a full message on this the eucharist is a symbol but the Catholic church never meets without taking it because they are so keen about symbols they don't joke with baptism because they are so keen about symbols and yet a great preacher like Paul that the Catholic causing Paul he himself he said I didn't come to baptize he said I didn't come to baptize but the Catholic called him Saint Paul as though he was the one who took baptism to its highest peak and this same saint that the Catholic put it he is one who never baptized anybody he said I have only baptized a few because Paul was unwilling to place emphasis on symbols this is why I don't like doing too many directions signs and tokens no symbols are not as important as the real thing the spiritual significance of the thing am I speaking to somebody listen to this prophet Frank Wilson is in the house thank you very much sir it's an honor to see you here now I am speaking about the medieval era now the church is beginning to change the, the church is emphasizing symbols sacraments symbols sacraments symbols penance these things anointing oil anointing the sick symbols holy water symbols the church is changing Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 Jesus said now I say to you that you are Peter I am changing your name from Simon to Peter which means rock and upon this rock which is the change of the name I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it this is the statement Jesus made but in the medieval era the Catholic church took hold of it and they brought what we call the papal authority the church hierarchy the pope even the peter that same peter that same peter that jesus himself said upon this rock i'll build my church when he said upon this rock he didn't mean upon peter he meant upon the change of the identity the new identity i am giving you is the oh come on the new identity that i jesus have given you will be the rock upon which i will build my church which means that the church can never be built except the identity of the people is changed the identity of the people are changed the identity of the leaders are changed am i speaking to somebody jesus did not say he was building the church upon peter peter is only a man so what happened so if jesus was going to build the church upon peter then it means that the death of peter should be the end of the church it was the change of identity that jesus has said upon this change when i build my church but the, in the medieval era the catholic church came and they started calling everybody saint up and they started placing emphasis up on that rock up and they said let us create for ourselves a pope up so that this pope up will be a symbol up he will be that rock up hey what manner of teaching is this these are the messages i preach up that they insult me up these are the messages i preach that they say I am a small boy but when it comes up to the spirit of God there 
It is not a matter of ages. It doesn't matter whether you are 50 or 15. Jesus said at a young age, do you not know I am supposed to do the work of my master? Even Jesus himself. Come on. How come the Catholic Church, they don't call Jesus Saint Jesus? Hear me, hear me, hear me, because of time, because of time, let me move on. So they brought, they introduced the paper authority, the authority of the hope that they believe, ah, come on, they believe that the Pope is the gateway. He has the power to forgive sin. The Pope, he has the power to take away sin. Gloria, am I lying? Is, is there anything I'm saying here that doesn't conform with what you already know? Now listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. Jesus then said again. <laughs> you see, they, they are using the word of God. But they are using the literal word of God. Instead of the spirit word or the revelation behind, behind the word. Matthew chapter 19 verse 21. Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven then come and follow me this is what that this is what jesus told the young rich ruler not to the entire church but to the young rich ruler because this man he gained his money dishonestly well when jesus called peter the bible said they left everything and they came but did you hear that peter was selling his boat peter never sold his boat he never sold his fishing net am i speaking to somebody the fact that jesus is calling you does not mean that you are supposed to sell everything you have jesus only demands that you sell all you have if you gain it dishonestly <laughs> god but the Catholic in the medieval era, the Roman Catholic Church, they took this message and they introduced what they call the monasticism. The monasticism. Monasticism. Monasticism is a way of life character, characterized by seclusion, self-discipline, and devotion to spiritual pursuits. It is a is found in many religious traditions including christianity buddhism hinduism and engineism among others in christianity monasticism emerged in early centuries as a response to the desire for a more intense dedicated form of religious life christian monastics known as monks and nuns live in monasteries or 
convince and commit themselves to a life of prayer, a life of meditation, a life of celibacy, a life of poverty, a life of obedience to the monastic rule. They are developing all of this because of what Jesus told the young rich ruler. <laughs> God. Have you seen the nuns? There are no category of people who are more pious than the nuns. Very, very strict. The fathers. I was a Catholic for three years in Opokowari School, which is a Catholic school, so I don't know what I'm talking about. These people are very pious. Everything is a sin. Even money is a sin. They don't want money. No, 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 no. The little you have is okay. Dedicate yourself to meditation. Dedicate yourself to prayer. Dedicate yourself to celibacy. Where is this coming from? Dedicate yourself to poverty. When Jesus called Peter, was Peter not married? Do you need to be celibate to serve God? Please. So the church started changing in the medieval era under the domination of the Catholic Church. And they brought something called the pilgrimages and the relics. Pilgrimages and the relics. <laughs> you see, the Bible said in Exodus chapter 20, verse 4, according to the Ten Commandments, you must not make for yourself an idol. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. Because the Catholics, the Roman Catholic Church knows that the Bible says we are not supposed to make any kind of idol or image and worship. They started collecting relics. They started collecting relics. There are 10 relics I want to show you. The first relic, or one of them, is called the Shroud of Turin. The Shroud of Turin is a lining cloth believed by some to bear the image of Jesus Christ himself. They believe that cloth, it, it is just a piece of cloth, but they believe that that cloth, they, they, are storing, they are storing away all of these things. They have where they store these things, these relics. One of them is the Shroud of Turin. They believe that that relic has the image of Jesus himself on it. You know, no one really knows how Jesus looks like. But because of this Shroud of Turin, they do, according to them. One of them is called the Holy Lance. The Holy Lance is the spear of destiny. You know the spear that pierced the side of Jesus on the cross? That spear, they are storing that relic and they call it holy lands. What is this? You see, it is all about symbolisms. Why do you care about the spear of Jesus? What is this? The church started changing from this era. They have the true cross. 
the true cross is the fragments of the cross they believe it it, it, it contains the fragments of the cross on which jesus was crucified that cross that jesus was crucified on they have fragments of that cross what are you doing with these things hey listen listen god they have the holy grail which is the cup that jesus used during the last supper you just think about these things what is the point of all of the all of these things so if you are saving the cup of jesus and calling it the holy grail what about the man who gave them the auditorium or the, the chamber that they they stay there to eat or have the last supper then that that room must be the holiest of holiest come on they have the veil of veronica which is a cloth set to bear the image of jesus's face according to tradition it was used by veronica to wipe jesus's face on the way to calvary when there was blood all over the face the bible said there is a sorry according to the catholic teachings there is a woman by name veronica who used her cloth to touch the face of jesus if you have watched some of these bible stories movies seriously you all paid attention to it you realize that sometimes there is this woman while jesus is carrying the cross she goes to touch his face with a cloth that is veronica that they are exhibiting in the movie and they believe because veronica touched the face of jesus the face of jesus was placed oh god i can go on and on and on but i'm just sharing some of these things so that you will know what i'm talking about in the medieval era of the church age they were so focused on symbols 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 So some people started rising up. In 1517, there was a reformation. And that was what brought the reformation era. They said, no more. We will not agree to this. What is all of these things you are teaching us? These are not the things that the theologians left. These are not the things that were taught by Peter, Paul, and the, and the, and, and the other, other, other apostles where are all of these things from so the reformation era began that was in 1517 to 1648 the reformation era of the church which occurred in the 16th century was a period of significant religious theological and social reform within the western christianity they said no more sometimes there are things that are going on in the church that are so wrong and go or goes against the things or the, the standards of god and we need to arise and say no so they rose up and said no more to the to the teachings of the roman catholic church It was characterized by the emergence of various protestant movement that is why they call us the protestants because this was a great and massive protest that we said no more to the teachings of the Catholics no more to emphasizing symbols no more to all of these fragments of crosses that they are keeping why do we need that what we need is Jesus and a sacrifice we do not need the tree upon which he died 
and some of you go to Jordan some have the chance they go to Israel and they go to Jordan and then they expect miracles that happened in Jordan to happen to them because they are just by Jordan is Jordan the miracle worker or it was Jesus why do we choose to focus on why do we choose to focus on the symbol when God himself is there why why so the reformers placed a strong emphasis on the authority of scripture and here are some key verses that are central to the teachings and and played a significant role in shaping the reformation have you heard of dr martin luther king he was one of the reformers they said no more no more they said no more they started preaching five deep revelations that was different from the teachings of the roman catholic church number one the sola scriptura <laughs> somebody saying hey i'm teaching things so yes we need to understand the history of the church to know why i, I want to come and come and get to a point why and explain why we we, we are all doing online ministry today it is all there we, we didn't just get up and said, oh, we just want to do online meetings. You don't know what is happening. And I'm believing God. I'll be able to break all of these things down for you. They started preaching their first message called the Sola Scriptura, which means scripture alone. Sola Scriptura, which means scripture alone. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 the Bible said all scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives the scripture is there to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong for you to realize means that you are already doing the wrong thing if the scripture is to make you realize that it means that you were doing the wrong thing before this is simple english right follow carefully it is not everything that was taught or that is being taught that is right no that is why you also have the scripture that you will learn through the scripture what is true and also realize what is wrong in your own life the scripture corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right verse 17 god uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work the reason i am speaking with all of this boldness is because i have the scriptures to conform the content i am sharing these are not just things i i read of um an online test or something that i'm just sharing with you no you have the scriptures go into your scriptures check search the scriptures where does the bible encourage us to go for trees where does the bible encourage us to go for rivers where does the bible encourage us to go for mantles where does the bible encourage us to go for to go for the laying on of hands and 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 go for all, all of these strange things that we have in the church today symbolisms 
The Holy Communion can never cleanse you unless you eat it right. Follow carefully. So they started preaching scripture alone, sola scriptura, scripture alone, sola scriptura, scripture alone, sola scriptura. What we need is the scripture alone, and the scripture can stand for himself. We do not need the Roman Catholic Church to stand for us. Scripture alone. And they started preaching a second message called justification by faith alone and free gift and the free gift of salvation romans chapter 3 verse 28 so we are made right with god through faith and not by obeying the law not by obeying the rules that some man of god somewhere or some system somewhere or some church somewhere has laid for us when you are coming do this when you are coming do that when you are coming do this why is the scripture not confirming what you are saying we are only made right with god through faith i don't need any extra things to be made right with god and you go and be buying blue oil and green oil and black egg and and a bull and all of these things nothing can make you right with God except you have faith in God not faith in your pastor but faith in God not faith in Vincent but faith in God not faith in prayer life but faith in God can I teach somebody I am preaching under the reformation era we have now left the middle ages the medieval era we have got into the reformation era faith in God after all is God the God of the Jews only after all is God the God of the Jews only is God the God of the prophets only is God the God of the teachers only is God the God of prayer life only is God the God of Alpha hour only then I'm asking you why do you rise from platforms to platforms if you believe it is the same God why are you moving from place to place how do you expect your life to get better once you are moving from place to place after all is God the God of some people only am I the only one on earth who has God that if I do not come and teach you about God you have nobody else to teach you no the bible said they devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles that was a decision devotion is a decision you must decide whether you want to be devoted to this house or not that is your choice to make i cannot make it for you i cannot force you to do it nobody under the sound of my voice can force you to do anything i mean even god himself cannot force you to do anything he has blessed you with what we call free will isn't he the god of the gentiles of course he is there is only one god and he makes people right with himself only by faith 
whether they are Jews or Gentiles there is only one God he makes people right with himself only by faith so, so when you come to prayer life this is a non-denominational platform for all kinds of people Catholics are here charismatics are here Methodists are here Presbyterians are here Baptists are here all sorts of people are here because the only thing we have here and the only standard we have here is the standard of God not the standard of prayer life not the standard of the prophet not the standard of the board not the standard of the leadership but the standard of God when you come here it is about God and God alone it is about God and God alone it is about God and God alone Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this no man can save you a man can lead you to salvation a man of God can lead you to salvation but your salvation only comes from God and that is a free gift of, of salvation even you yourself you cannot take credit for this you cannot say because I decided I wanted to change and I changed and I became like this you are joking who told you when you decided to change if God had not given you his free gift of salvation would you have been saved <laughs> salvation is not a reward for the good things you have done Ephesians chapter 2 verse 9 salvation is not a reward for the good things you have done for you to think I did this and I did that and the Lord saved me from an accident I did this and I did that and the Lord saved me from this who told you it is because of what you did salvation is a free gift from God and this was a message that was being preached in the reformation era during the reformation era and the third message they were preaching was priesthood of all believers the roman catholic church was teaching that only certain people can be priests but the reformation brought a deeper revelation according to first peter chapter 2 verse 9 but you are not like that for you are a chosen people you are royal priests a holy nation god's very own possession as a result you can show others the goodness of god for he called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light people nobody can restrict you from getting close to god nobody can keep you from the priesthood and this is true it is the true word of god everybody has a calling and if you want to undertake it if you want to accept it if you want to live within your calling you can do so but be careful 
the bible said let us not all rush to become teachers because teachers will be judged with a stricter judgment you cannot be a teacher and be misbehaving you cannot be a teacher and be sleeping about you cannot be a, te- a-, a teacher and be sleeping with other women <laughs> we will be judged with stricter judgment so the fact that the priesthood is free for all does not mean you can misbehave be careful be careful be careful and some of, and those of you under the sound of my voice who are saying you will not also become because you do not want to be restricted do not think you are being kept from sinning or do not think that you are going to stay away from the priesthood so that you have the chance to sin that is even a higher level of foolishness for you to think i will not be a man of god so that i'll have the chance to do whatever i want to do <laughs> the fifth message the reformers were teaching christ as the mediator and the only mediator first timothy chapter 2 verse 5 for there is one god you see i like why the bible decided to use the word one day the bible said for there is one god and one mediator who can reconcile god with humanity the man christ jesus there is only one god and one mediator and only one who can reconcile god with humanity i don't know if you have heard about hail hail mary hail mary full of grace the lord is with you blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary all of these things are true but this is the part where we get to that is a lie sorry they are saying holy mary that is true they said hail mary full of grace that is true they said the lord is with thee that is true they said blessed art thou among women that is true they said blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus that is true they said holy mary that is true but they said mother of god that is that can never be true the roman catholic church says mother of god hey have you not read your scripture the bible said unto us a child is born but unto us a son is given can i break this down for you mary only gave birth to the baby jesus and that baby was not the one who was going to be the savior until the son was given <laughs> god can you give birth to god you can only give birth to the boy who will one day become god follow carefully these are not the same so the child or the baby that was born was not god the baby was only jesus the bible said his name shall be called jesus and he will be a wonderful counselor and the nations or the government will be upon his shoulder follow carefully the bible said he will be a wonderful counselor follow carefully he will be he is not he will be which means he will grow to become and the bible said his name shall be called jesus which means that if you give birth to the boy and you call his name isaiah he will never be the savior (laughs) 
His name shall be called Jesus. If you change the name to Isaiah or Jeremiah or Nehemiah or any of these prophets, then you have changed the destiny of the baby so that baby can never become the son of God. So the child Mary gave birth to was not the son of God. He was only the baby who was destined to become the son. So the Bible said unto us a child is born but unto us a son is given. <laughs> so when Jesus was still a baby he was the son of Mary and Mary was the mother. Mary was the mother of Jesus. But when Jesus after he was baptized and became the son of God the Bible said one day he was praying and the mother came up and the mother told the congregation I am looking for my son and the Bible said Jesus responded and said who is your son I am not your son <laughs> I am not your son the Bible said when they went to the wedding at Cana when Jesus was invited to the wedding follow carefully when Jesus was invited to the wedding the Bible said the, the mother came and the mother said please they are out of wine and Jesus said why are you telling me this why are you telling me this do you not know that my hour has not yet come what do you, what do you think that means the hour or the moment for him to be the son of god has not yet come so it wasn't time for him to be doing miracles so the time to the time to become the son of god was yet to come so mary did not give birth to the to the to, to the son of god no mary gave birth to the baby who was destined to be the son of god when your mother gave birth to you and you were supposed to grow up to become a doctor then your mother didn't give birth to a doctor the, your mother gave birth to a son who is destined to be a doctor i don't get how this is so difficult to understand So they say holy mary mother of god that is all wrong mary is not the mother of god mary is the mother of the baby jesus himself denied being the son of mary when he grew up and the bible said when he was dying on the cross he looked onto the mother his own mother and he looked at one of his disciples john and he said mother this is your son son this is your mother which means the one who is hanging on the cross i'm not <laughs> god Is this too deep people we are gradually coming to the end i'm not done there are still other areas to go through but i think i've taught a lot and very soon in exactly two hours podbin will be ending a session and we have about 12 more minutes to go just 12. so i i i i, I am teaching right i am teaching so they say holy mary mother of god that is wrong and they say pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death let me blow your mind there is no prayer or there is nobody who prays in heaven search the scriptures there is no prayer in heaven <laughs> jesus said jesus said pray so that you will not be tempted pray so that 
you would not be tempted so the purpose of our prayer is so that number one we will not be tempted and number two jesus said my house shall be called the house of prayer heaven is the domain of god heaven is where god lives nobody's praying in heaven the bible said and the angels came with bows in your in their hand and the bows were filled with the prayers of the saints which saints the saints that were living on earth so for you to say pray for us holy mary pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death if mary is is, is in heaven now it is impossible for her to pray and besides mary cannot be the mediator between humanity and god that is why the bible emphasized this on first peter chapter 2 verse 5 for there is one god and one mediator who can reconcile god and humanity and the bible didn't end there the bible went ahead and mentioned the name and said his name is christ jesus not mary this is why it was important for the reformation or sorry for the reformers to preach this message christ is the only mediator pray for us sinners mother of god pray for us sinners mother of god pray for us sinners what are you doing eh? people hear me the anniversary conference has started tomorrow is going to be mind-blowing but this is only part one of my message i still have other errors to go through I want to show you how revivals started. I want to show you how online ministry came to be. All of these things are there in the history of the church. I want to show you why it's like all of a sudden everybody is doing online ministry. Don't you have you not? Are you not seeing the pattern when the Holy Spirit came at first? It was the same thing in, in that time. All of a sudden, everybody it was like everybody was speaking in tongues. It was the dispensation, dispenses is that it was the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. So now it looks as though everybody is doing online ministry. Every church is online now. Every ministry is online now. Why is this so? You don't understand the things of the Spirit. It is the dispensation of the Spirit of God. People, let us do a quick recap. I've spoken to you today about the apostolic era, which was the time between 30 AD and 100 AD when the church came to be the Holy Spirit announced himself on the day of Pentecost Peter preached 3,000 people were saved and the Christian community was firstly created 
shortly after that persecution started martyrdom started and paul was converted paul who used to be part of the prosecutors later became a preacher and they all died after 180 and we moved on to the patristic era which was the on sorry the era of the theologians people things have happened though. these people were learned these people were the ones who formed the nicene creed and after they died 590 AD, they died in 590 AD. we moved to the medieval era which was dominated by the catholic church and this and the catholic church was all about sacraments and symbolisms they brought about the paper authority and the hierarchy of the church they brought about the pope they brought about the eucharist they brought about the monasticism relics pilgrimages they started collecting relics until another group of people with one of them being martin luther king luther king decided no more we need to reform the church and they started preaching five deep messages sola scriptura scripture alone justification justification by faith alone free gift of salvation priesthood of all believers christ as the only mediator and not mary this is only part one of my message but on sunday i will speak on part two sunday and i have a lot of deep things to share with you hear me people have you learned something today have you learned something in this anniversary conference <laughs> tomorrow we are going higher far higher than this with apostle jonathan anan being the captain of the ship hear me you cannot afford to be left out remind all your friends and family who forgot about today who missed it let them know what you are learning let them know what you are being taught hear me people god will do great things in your life but these things will not manifest until you decide to learn to sit up and learn those of you who do not know me my name is vincent Chamartin, and this is our anniversary conference 2023 i have a lot for you i have a lot of surprises for you on tuesday on wednesday that is tomorrow apostle will be here on thursday my son paul will be here and on friday prophetic this is the reason i don't want to do prophetic here because friday in the all night oh god something will happen prayer and prophetic hear me god bless you so much are there any first timers here are there any first timers here this is the very first time you are listening to us i want to pray for you <laughs> even me i cannot wait for tomorrow i know the apostle of god is ready and i just i, I think he is he is here he is monitoring he's watching things also always tell yourself i like to lay back and watch things 
tomorrow you meet him this man has been in ministry for several years over 10 years or so tomorrow you meet him <laughs> la, 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 something will happen something will happen god bless you guys so much thank you for being a part of the first day of the anniversary conference and tomorrow god is going to do marvelous things in your life i love you guys so much see you bye bye